We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My dream, and I'll share with you because you guys are listening, my dream is to become a national champion. One day, like I said, we will cut down nets, hold up trophies. We will raise banners. It's Buckets and Brightside episode six. Probably going to be one of our best episodes so far. This is the morning after Missouri's huge 71-64 to win on the road at controversial Northeast School Pittsburgh after the end of last week's show that Pittsburgh is considered Midwest, but also Northeast. So all I know is it's a city that Missouri won in last night. Jordan alongside Jonathan Litskin. How are we, Lids? We are good. That was a much-needed win last night in a game that like wasn't always the most crisp in the first half, but Mizzou, it wasn't being played at Mizzou's pace to start the game. And t- towards the end of the first half and the second half, they really kind of just turned the corner in terms of like how the game was being played. But like, hey, they played defense and they needed to show that they could win a game like that and win a game on the road to kind of flip the momentum of the season. Yeah, they they trailed by as much as six in the first half, 29-23, didn't trail by more than six um, after that mark. I think my big takeaway is now twice that this twice this season when this team really needed to turn on the gas and we had to get in the must-win mode, they have. They've done exactly that. Down 20 points on the road against Minnesota, the thrilling comeback in the last 10 minutes there. And then last night, where they had a three-game homestand against three low-major schools, Jackson State, which they lost, South Carolina State, which was close for a half, and then um, Loyola, Maryland, which was close basically for 30 minutes before Missouri pulled away late. Not the three games that they wanted. How would they respond on the road against the Pitt, who had only one loss going into that game? They were yeah, that was to Florida in the NIT preseason tip-off. Yeah, they were an NCAA tournament team last year. Blake Hinton is one of the best players in probably all the ACC. And they were in a dogfight for a first half, and then they got 
they basically came up clutch down the stretch, especially with Sean East, who's really starting to prove as the best player on this team. But my big takeaway is when this team needed to to fight back, and I'm not saying the season was on the line, but they had to do something different to get back on track, and they did exactly that. Yeah, they they had a real chance to put Pitt away with about like five minutes to go last night, and they couldn't capitalize. And then Blake Henson basically hits like what was a logo three over Nick Otter to get the lead down to two. And they uh, like Dennis called timeout. It was an 8-0 run for Pitt with like three minutes to go. And it, it looked like basically Pitt could come in here and steal a win that really belonged to Mizzou, but they fought back hit a couple couple tough shots late, play, played together really well. And, you know, some guys stepped up that we hadn't been really impressed by and thought maybe should have been on the bench. And, you know, the coaching staff kind of thought the same way. Yeah, I think that's our first born mistake of the season um, is saying that we can we can add that one to the, the list that um, Vanover and Caleb Grill should probably be out of the rotation. And yeah. they both had, you know, major impacts last night. Grill scored. 10 points, had five rebounds, had a couple of three-pointers. One of them was off a dribble. That was really nice. Um, and then Vanover, which the story that Gates told after the game is that after the, the Loyal Maryland game where he really struggled, Gates said that he put Vanover on the practice squad team off the main. Basically, he had practice with the I guess the practice players. I don't even know who how that even works. Yeah, so the, the scout team. The scout team, team essentially. Um, this is a guy who's seven foot six and has played at a couple of major colleges and NCAA tournament games. And then last night, had a one of one of his best games, six points, seven rebounds, had a nice alley oop dunk at one point, had a nice easy finish. Um, you know, because Pitt's not a super big team. Their their center, Mr. Federico, um, was only about six ten. Um, so Vanover obviously had the big size advantage there. And Grill did what he needed to, three and D player. He's starting to figure out his role. And that's kind of my big takeaway right now is now we're eight games into the season, Missouri six and two, which is probably right where they should be. We're starting to know know guys' roles a little bit more. And maybe with all these with 11 new players coming into this team, we're kind of starting to figure out rotations, roles for this team, and it's starting to be look a lot smoother. I would say, especially in the Loyola Maryland game, in the second half, and then this one, we'll see how it looks against Wichita on Sunday. Yeah, I think Connor Vanover being playable for this team is really big because, like, watching Jordan Butler, he is not ready to play yeah. against high major teams. Like, defensively, he is slow on rotations. He had a play last night where, um, I forget which Diaz Graham. I think it was Guillermo. Uh, we, we they went into a dribble handoff play, and Butler tried to trail it, and it was just a really bad mistake because Graham got to the bucket for for an and one really easily. But yeah, they need Vanover like badly right now if they want to play with any sort of size. And like he responded to what Dennis said was criticism. Basically, Gates told him that, "Hey, if you're not gonna." Like, if you're not going to play play hard, if you're not going to give us what we need, I'm not going to play you. And Vanover responded. Like, he wasn't supposed to play at all last night. And, yeah, go on. yeah Gates put put him in, and he was excellent. This was a decent point from uh, KMV sports director Ben Arnett, that this team is learning to play with big guys. Last year, they didn't play at all. Noah Carter and, and Kobe Brown were essentially the five in this team. They didn't really have a, a true center playing impact major minutes. I guess a little bit of Mo Diara, but... You know, they've never played with an actual true big man before. So maybe it's taken a couple of games to get used to the Vanover role. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And now eight games deep, we're seeing the adjustment. Yeah, it's very possible that's the case. I think 
Yeah, I mean, this team played small all of last year. You you had a lot of Kobe Brown and Noah Carter as small ball fives, and they could still play that way. But it's not going to be the greatest for for the for rebounding. You know, this team was pretty much dead last last year in um, allowing offensive rebounds. I'm trying to find the free throws. Okay, like last night, nine of fourteen from the free throw line. Oh, Mm -hmm. on the season right now, they are. 89 of 120, which is about 74%. They're shooting 11 per game. When does this become an issue? Or is it already? Like, I mean, like, you lost a close game to Jackson State. It, it, like, because of free throw shooting? Yeah. It, and, like, and not necessarily because of free throw shooting, but, like, that was one of the reasons. If you if you're gonna like if you're gonna play close games, which like this team is going to all year long, like you need to be a good free throw shooting team to win it. Like it's that that this is part part of how close game luck works, and like it's gonna be a problem until like it, free throw shooting is something that's hard to get better at at as the year goes along. Like kind of yeah, just you, you play hard. in more difficult environments. So yeah, Perfect. especially like on the road and like. But like, hey, to Pitt's, Pitt's like to their credit last night, like Pitt shot thirty-one free throws and made twenty-five of them, and like the whistle was clearly going Pitt's way all night, and they fought through it and still managed to come out of there with a win. And part of that is because Pitt's typical three-point shooters, like only Hinson shot the ball well from three, like Leggett and Carrington going a combined one of twelve from three is not the norm for Pitt, so. They kind of got away with it, and Leggett missed some open threes towards the end of the game that really would have given Pitt a chance to win it. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season, and we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD. 1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. What did you make of the starting five changes? So Gates and East said after in the press conference that East texted him, I think at like two in the morning the other night, and said that we needed to change the starting five and he needs to start tomorrow Bates and start Aiden Shaw. And that's exactly what they did. Um, they he joined, I think, what was East and Honor in the starting five. Um, was Vanover's the fifth, correct? Uh, who was, who was the fifth? no, it was East Carter, Shaw, Honor, and Bates. Carter. That's that's why I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but adding Bates and Shaw to that group, um, clearly looked like they were playing some kind of energy. And Shaw had a couple of nice plays, including one of the dunks, um, towards the end of the game. Um, and that's what Shaw's there to do play good defense, 
um, get a couple rebounds. He had four. He only had one block. He's been good with that this season. Um, feels like that starting five worked, and it feels like something we could see going forward, even though the starting lineup has changed literally every single game. Yeah. See, the thing with Aiden Shaw, and, like, I'm a huge analytics guy. So, like, Aiden Shaw's on-off splits and his plus-minus, like, are in the negatives. Like, those, like, that's bad. But, like, I am adamant that Aiden Shaw provides a different level of athleticism that this team doesn't have. And because of that, like, you probably need to give him minutes to an extent. Like, he's still young. He's still really raw. So, like, maybe he gets better as the year goes along. Um, but yeah, it's, it was an interesting group last night that they tried and I, I imagine they go back to it when Wichita state comes to town on Sunday. I like Tamar Bates was a system fit. We, we knew that. And as long as he continues to hit threes, like he's going to play. What do we think of Sean? What do you think Shawnee's ceiling is right now? Cause he's clearly become the closer on this team. He has been the best player on this team pretty inarguably. Mm-hmm. Um, 21 points last night. He closed the game out against Loyola, Maryland. Against Memphis, he was the guy they kept turning to even though they lost. So had the game win against Minnesota. Like, does he have, like, an all-SEC, like, ceiling on him? Like, can he be, like, all-SEC first team? Like, can he probably be the team's leading scorer at the end of the year? Like, can he be the best player on an NCAA tournament team also? So, numbers-wise, yeah, he can definitely be an all-SEC player because, you know, he's shooting the ball really well from three. He's going to be the team's leading scorer. Like, He's real. He's being really efficient too right now. Like it's not like, like like I well the one the the one the phrase I've used with him is like he's gotten so much better at picking his spots, and like he's nationally ranked and like top hundred in effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage right now, and then he's seventh nationally in three point percentage. He's ten of seventeen on the year, shooting threes. Obviously, that's not sustainable he's not going to shoot over 50 percent for three all year would be crazy if he did yeah it's the second question's tougher to answer can he be the best player on an ncaa tournament team like i don't have an answer for you right now i would lean no like i would i would still lean no but you know if this team's gonna play like they did last night like maybe did last night change the trajectory of this team towards the tournament because they had the quad four loss to Jackson State, this uh, for now I believe is a quad one win, um, and hopefully we'll see that way. We'll see how you know Pitt's probably gonna be one of the better teams in the ACC. Um, that'll kind of always sorted out once you get to January and stuff. How good they actually are, uh, but could this win maybe you know be something that really can put them over the top in March? Because I feel like the I guess the turn of the committee been watching way too much college football, but the tournament selection process um, is a lot more recent, like recency bias. Like they don't really like. I don't think the Jackson State loss will make a difference if they make the tournament or not, but maybe could this win start turning them in the right trajectory um, as they close non-con? So the committee won't look at it as like they lost to Jackson State. They'll look at it as like they have a quad four loss. And like ultimately quad four losses knock you a seed line and uh, maybe two. Like we, we, we see it every year. A quad one win doesn't knock out a quad four loss, but like they need these to help. Like they 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 needed that to help because Wichita State coming to town on Sunday that's not going to be quad one Seton Hall at a neutral site like that probably is not going to be quad quad one with the way you, Seton Hall is playing. What about Illinois? Illinois will definitively be quad one. Okay. It's, a, it's a neutral game. Yeah, it's a new, neutral game one. at a top fifty. It, like Illinois will 
definitely be top 50. And Kansas obviously will be quad one. Kansas as well. is quad one one. Kansas is quad one, but like it doesn't really matter because you're not probably winning that game. Never so matters. like we could say Kansas is quad one. It's a quad one loss, is what it is. Yeah. It it's but uh, it doesn't hurt the resume. Yeah, I mean Bill Self has lost 18 times at Allen Fieldhouse. I'm hoping to see number 19 when yeah, I'm there in a few when, days. When so Coach Hurl in Kentucky, or not Kentucky, maybe one day. Um, Coach Hurl in Connecticut make the trip to uh to Allen Fieldhouse. Um, and Robinson real fast, five points. I thought he had a little bit of a spark in the second half. He only played 13 minutes total. Um, was a plus one. I think he had an and one uh, at mm-hmm. one point. He continues to provide a spark to this team, and I think what both of us really like what he's been doing. He will be one of the first guys off the bench all year. Whether I mean, like, he could end up starting with the way they keep changing things around, but like he's the only freshman right now that's playable, and he's more he's more than playable. He gives you positive impact every time he goes out there. He brings energy. He can score. Like the this team's obviously backloaded with guards, so like it's tough to find room for everyone, but. Like, you need to keep finding a way to get him out there. Yep. Want to do our stars of the game? Yeah. Who do you have? I'll go first. Um, I'll go Caleb Grill. Like, I, I have to be equally fair to guys I'm critical of, and Caleb Grill was excellent last night. Ten points, five rebounds, was playing great defense. He did a lot of, like, was hustling for loose balls. He did a lot of things last night that impressed me, and I thought really brought energy to, to a team that was in a close game. And so, yeah, I'll give Caleb Grill the, the star of the game. Like I said, equally, um, I'll give equal spotlight to players I'm critical of. If and they I'm, I'm going to do the same exact thing. Connor Vanover, the guy we talked about earlier on the, the scout team, didn't think he was going to play, came in, had a major impact. 6.7 rebounds, doesn't look a whole lot on paper, was very impactful on the court, positioning on defense, spacing the floor. You know, really, I think in terms of the comeback or the second half stretch, played a major part of it. Um, we'll let the fans pick the third. I ideally think it'll be Shawnee's, um, maybe possibly Noah Carter. So Missouri has Wichita State on Sunday. Any quick thoughts on um, the Shockers? I know they're off to a six and one start this year, but I don't think they've played anyone good. Um, so yeah, um, not, and they come here to Columbia, not like last year where they went to Kansas. Yeah, I was at that game last year, and it was a really interesting one. You know, Wichita State's a team that played in, uh, I believe it was the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Yeah. Um maybe yeah in the Myrtle Beach Invitational last week they went two and one in it 105 and Ken Palm like they're a team that so far like they've won the games they're supposed to they, they've played one team that's better than them and that was Liberty who's really good who got they got blown out by you know I'll try to keep my eye tonight on that game they have against Richmond because Richmond's a team that's ranked higher than them in Ken Palm and hasn't looked unimpressive to start the year so like but Ultimately, a game Mizzou should win, a game Mizzou needs to win because you can't afford to keep taking losses outside of quad one with the Jackson State loss hovering over your head. And the schedule they have ahead. Yeah, and and, and that's a good point. And also, um, he hasn't played. I don't think he's played, but like Ronnie DeGray is on, oh, he's Wichita, on Wichita State. State. Yeah, I don't think he's playing, but like he's on Wichita State. Like, this is a very different roster than the one they had a year ago when Mizzou went to Wichita. Yep. And then we'll have six days before they make the trip to, to Lawrence. We'll have some big previews for that. Um, that's probably going to be our next show. Next week might have some guests of some sort. That's when we'll figure it out. 
So that's been our episode of Buckets and Brightside. Big win last night for the Tigers. We'll see if they keep it going this weekend against Wichita State. I'm Harrison Vapnik. That's Jonathan Litskin. We'll see you next time on the Buckets and Brightside podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.